Good morning, everybody. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Rachel. Um, how if I turned it on? There we go. Children being brought up by animals. Um, it's not unheard of. Of course, they don't do the best job. Uh, probably you've heard of children being brought up by wolves, um, which inspired the Jungle Book. Um, I wondered, though, if you had to choose to be brought up by a group of animals, what would you choose? You can discuss it with the person next to you if you want while I change this and move it up a bit. Someone from the earlier service said bears, so that's probably quite a good choice. Keep you warm at night, cuddle you. Almost certainly you wouldn't choose these little creatures to look after you. Does anyone know what it is? A quokka, yeah. They live in Australia, they're little marsupials. They're very cute, but they don't make the best parents. Um, apparently, if they feel threatened, uh, they'll run away, and if the baby sitting in the mum's pouch falls out, the mother will just leave it there to distract the attention of the predator so that she can get herself to safety. <laughs> Gorillas, on the other hand, will do anything to protect their young. The male silverback in particular will fight to the death to save his offspring and the females in his troop. He will quite literally stand in the gap between them and the enemy. We often have people in our lives that we are meant to be looking after. In Ezekiel's day, God had asked the Israelite leaders to look after his people, and he was angry because they had neglected their duty of care. He paints a picture of those responsible to care for his people as shepherds and the people as a flock. They had not done their duty properly. Instead of using their power and their resources to care for the sheep, they had used it to benefit themselves. They should have been protecting and feeding the flock, but instead they got fat themselves and abandoned the injured or the lost sheep. So who were the shepherds that God is talking about here in Ezekiel's, uh, this passage of Ezekiel? The leaders were the kings and the priests and the tribal elders. Of Israel. As leaders, they were supposed to teach people um, about God's word, to proclaim the amazing things that he'd done for them, and to remind the people what the law said, helping them to live by it. They were supposed to govern the people fairly, and was meant to protect the weak and the oppressed, to punish the unlawful, to settle disagreements and keep peace. They were supposed to see to it that everyone was provided for, especially the widowed or the orphaned or the foreigner. They were supposed to be God's voice or his hands and feet to the people, but they hadn't been. And so Ezekiel says that God won't let it go unpunished. He won't allow it to continue because he loves the flock. And so he says, what sorrow awaits you shepherds who feed yourselves instead of your flocks? Shouldn't shepherds feed their sheep? You drink the milk? wear the wool and butcher the best animals, but you let your flocks starve. You have not taken care of the weak. You have not tended the sick or bound up the injured. 
You have not gone looking for those who have wandered away and are lost. Instead, you have ruled them with harshness and cruelty. Shepherds were typically overseers of the sheep, but not the owner. They had a boss to answer to if any sheep got ill or lost or killed. God also reminds the shepherds here that he is the ultimate owner of the flock. God says, my sheep, ten times in this half of the chapter alone. He's angry because he cares about the sheep and they belong to him. They don't only belong to him if they're perfect. He doesn't only care about the healthy, strong ones. He cares about all of them. They all belong to him, even the hungry ones, the weak ones, the sick ones, the wanderers or the strays. And so in both Ezekiel and John, God then describes what he will be like as the new and the good shepherd and how he will care for his flock himself. Sheep are a common theme in the Bible. They're mentioned over 500 times in both the Old and the New Testaments. Shepherding sheep was a familiar and an ancient profession, going right back to Abel. God uses them as a metaphor for his people over and over again because people would have known about them, would have known what sheep were like and the needs that they had, and they would have known what a shepherd had to do to look after them. God knows what his people need, and he outlines how he will care for his flock. Firstly, that he will provide for his people with plenty of food and clean water for them, just as he had done in the past for the Israelites in the desert, feeding them with the manna and the quail, and when he split the rock and made water come out of it for Moses. Sheep need leading to good pasture. They don't know where the best grass can be found. They also get spooked by fast-flowing water, and so they need leading to places of calm-flowing water, clean water. A shepherd knows the best places for his flock, and he'll lead them there. God is the one who provides for us in life, He's the one who gives us strength to work, and he's the one who has created a world which can sustain us. Secondly, he will lie them down. After they've eaten, apparently sheep need to lie down to digest the grass that they've eaten. Sometimes, though, the sheep might be reluctant, and that's when they have to make them lie down. And that's where that phrase comes from in this passage and also in Psalm 23. God knows what's best for us. He will give his people rest sometimes making us rest when we're reluctant. The fourth commandment, the first three, are all about how to honour and worship God. The rest are all about how to treat each other. The fourth one, the first of these ones about how to treat people, is all about self-care. It's important that we rest. I don't know if you've ever wondered why in the account of creation God rests. It's not like he gets tired or needs a rest. He rather, he chose to rest in order to model it to us. We need to rest at least one day a week, hopefully two. Without rest and times of stillness, time to reconnect with him, time to be at peace, our bodies and our minds and our spirits can't function as they should. Often sermons encourage us to do more, but perhaps this morning you need to hear that you need to slow down and rest, plan downtime in your week. Jesus, the good shepherd, will provide for us. He will help us rest, but what else? He will search for the lost and bring back those who have strayed. He'll find those who have never known him and bring them into a relationship with him. And he will find those who once knew him and bring them back to knowing him. Perhaps that's some of us this morning. Maybe today is the start of realizing that God was there all the time in your life. In small ways and big ways. In obvious ways and less obvious ways. And he says, I want to be in your life. I want the best for you. 
I want to bring you forgiveness for your mistakes, to bring you a peace you've never known. Jesus also says that he will bind up the injured, which means to bandage and heal the brokenhearted. Sheep get injured or sick, and unlike other animals who can lick their wounds clean, they're covered in wool, obviously, and they can't reach certain parts of their body. So they need someone else to care for them and to care for their wounds and heal them. And we also have a God who heals us. As Jesus goes on to say, he knows his sheep by name. He knows your name this morning. He sees you. He sees where you've been bumped and bruised and he wants to work in your heart to heal you. He sees where you're ill or in pain and he wants to take care of you and make you well again. As well as being the sheep, God calls us to take on the role of shepherds and to take care of others. Those of you who help with the children's or the youth work, those of you who lead our life groups, those who are mentoring others, those of you who are parents or grandparents or acting as parents in people's lives, those of you in teaching or caring professions. Actually, I think probably every person in this room to some extent is called to be a shepherd. So what can we take from this passage? Firstly, that the sheep aren't ours. We are the hired hands. The Apostle Peter, a church leader himself, writes in 1 Peter, and now a word to you who are elders in the churches. I too am an elder and a witness to the sufferings of Christ, and I too will share in his glory when he is revealed to the whole world. As a fellow elder, I appeal to you, care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly, not for what you will get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. And when the great shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of never-ending glory and honour. There is a chief shepherd, a great shepherd, Jesus, whose flock we are entrusted with, and he is the one who has entrusted us to look after those in our care. Being an entrusted shepherd or a hired hand is about knowing those in your care, knowing their needs, knowing how to encourage them. It's about knowing what they need. Perhaps that might be helping them to develop their prayer times. With God, it might be sharing some wisdom with them on making good choices in life. It might be training them in how to understand God's word or helping them to hear God's voice clearly. It's certainly about keeping them moving forwards. A sheep that stands still will eat the grass under their feet, but then they'll starve. We need to be moving forwards too, growing closer to God and changing at times to help us connect with those around us. It's not always easy to be a shepherd, but Jesus is the chief shepherd who will help us to look after those in our care as we learn to lean on him in life. We need to imitate him as the chief shepherd in order to be good shepherds ourselves. So far, we've very much been thinking about individuals, but I wonder if you recognize in God's description about being a good shepherd, a manifesto for what the church should be in the world. The church is meant to go out and care for those in the world who are weak and in need. That's why we're supporting the Ragworth Community Grocery at our harvest service this month, next month. Why we support and donate to the Mary Thompson Fund and our youth initiative, A Small Bag of Something. It's why we give away 10% of our income to other charities. Why we're not just about those who come, but also those who don't. We're called to be binding up the injured, 
There are so many broken people in our society. Let's be a church that reaches out to them, comes alongside them and listens to them and loves them. Let's minister to them with the Holy Spirit, bringing transformation in their lives through our prayers. The church is meant to find the lost and hold out the truth of relationship with Jesus to them. The church is meant to be somewhere that people can come, whether they believe or not, and to find out more. Jesus said, taste and see that I am good. In other words, dip a toe in the water. Come, ask some questions. Come and experience him. When we run one of our regular Exploring Faith courses, maybe come yourself and bring along a friend who doesn't know Jesus yet. Or if you this morning have questions, please know that none of us were born as Christians. We all had to learn, to grow, to explore. And please do talk to someone on the prayer team at the end or myself. Um, We want to be somewhere that people can safely ask questions and find answers. So we've thought about the bad shepherds, where the leaders of Israel had gone wrong. And we've thought about Jesus, who is the good shepherd and what he offers to us. We've thought about the role we have ourselves as shepherds and the role that the church has as a shepherd in the world. Finally, though, I wonder, what sort of a sheep are you? Are you a sheep who needs a bit of TLC this morning? A connection with the gentle chief shepherd? Have you been hurt by an unruly hired hand, a church leader or someone else in authority over you? Do you need to come to the chief shepherd this morning for healing and restoration? Have you got a bit lost? Um, Is this morning the start of Jesus having found you and calling you to know him and live with him at the center of your life? He is closer and nearer than we realize. Are you a shepherd who has learned to hear Jesus speaking through the Bible and through others? Maybe God's asking you to use this to benefit others around you, to pray for them or to mentor someone. Or are you perhaps the sheep just growing in learning to hear God in your life, growing in your relationship with him, or maybe wanting to grow more in this way. Perhaps you need someone to come alongside you to help you to do that. But above all, I hope that you take from this morning that Jesus is our good shepherd. He wants each and every person to come to know him. That's what we were created for. In him is life, life in all its fullness a gift to each one of us who will learn to become attentive to his voice, the shepherd who can be trusted and calls to each one of us to respond to his love.